Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Eve sleep. Eve, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Willis' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Welcome back to the NFC East Feast. It's your boy B, and this is part three of our team previews in the division. Today, we're going to talk about not only one of the most hyped teams in the East, but perhaps the entire NFL, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Guys, you cannot turn on NFL Network or ESPN without some talking head telling you about how great this team is going to be. Even a non-biased organization like Pro Football Focus, I believe, ranks them the fourth best roster in the NFC behind the likes of the Super Bowl champion Rams, Tom Brady and the Bucks, and the Green Bay Packers. So a lot lot of praise is being thrown on a city that gives out nothing but hate. Uh, And I cannot argue with it. When I look at this team on paper, it is very impressive. As always in our team previews, we're going to go through their free agent class. We will recap their draft. Uh, We'll run down the entire roster. And then well, we'll cap it off by going through their schedule, and I'll give you guys a little win-loss record um, and just see how I feel about their entire season um, and their outlook, uh, perhaps going into the postseason. As you remember, um, this team surprised everybody. Uh, me and a lot of NFC East fans were kind of laughing at Coach Nick Sirianni as he played rock, paper, scissors in the offseason last year. But he certainly proved us wrong. He ran the rock with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell, and Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, all the way to the playoffs. They did end up losing in a wild card round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that's nothing to be ashamed of. I feel like this team arrived a year early, and now the expectations are sky high, thanks to the free agent class. Let's start with that, guys. Um, Howie Roseman, the GM, was absolutely dealing this offseason. They started off with a huge $45 million deal to Hassan Reddick. He came over from Carolina, but did most of his work for the Arizona Cardinals. He's an outside linebacker slash defensive end, and he's an absolute menace. I believe this guy at one point in his career tied the NFL record with five sacks. What I find interesting about Hassan is he played college football for Temple University. Temple is in Philadelphia. So this is a little bit of a homecoming for Hassan Reddick, and I think this is a home run by that front office. I think he comes over, and he is going to wreak havoc on Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Daniel Jones. They signed James Bradbury. Brilliant signing. Can't believe the Giants got rid of him. He ranks second behind his now teammate Darius Slay in the most pass breakups the past few years in the league. So you team up Bradbury with Slay. Absolutely lethal combination to corner. They signed Kaiser White, a linebacker from the Chargers, another um, key piece that's going to come over and immediately be a starter for them. They got Zach Paschal, 
a wide receiver from the Colts. This guy caught a lot of touchdowns for the Colts, guys. It may be a name that you're not that familiar with, but I think uh, he's going to be their third or fourth wide receiver, which just speaks to the depth of that receiver room. So watch out for Zach Paschal to catch a few touchdowns from Jalen Hurts this year. They got Jakorski Tart, interesting name, but this guy's a banger. He was a safety for the San Francisco 49ers. If you guys know anything about the Niners defense, there's some bad dudes over there in the Bay Area. So I expect Tart to bring some physicality to the back end of the Philadelphia defense. And not only did they sign a lot of good players, um, they brought back um, a lot of guys that they needed to, including Fletcher Cox. Um, This is one of the guys who won a Super Bowl back in the day, uh, a real leader on this team. a run stopper, hog molly, defensive tackle. They brought back Derek Barnett, a defensive end, a rotational piece who gets after the quarterback. They brought back Boston Scott, a key piece um, because they like to rotate running backs a lot. As I said, I believe they led the NFL last year in rushing attempts and rushing yards. So this is just an absolute A-plus free agency class for me. Howie Roseman had the best offseason of anyone in the NFL. And I think someone who I would consider a free agent slash draft picked is, uh, as we transition here into their uh, d- their draft class, was A.J. Brown. The biggest move of maybe not only just the Eagles offseason, but the offseason of the NFL was the Eagles trading. They had three first-round draft picks, trading a couple of those picks, pack- packaging them to the Tennessee Titans and getting A.J. Brown, who is an absolute elite number one receiver. Now that you have A.J. Brown as your alpha one receiver, you can slide Devontae Smith, who had a tremendous rookie year out of Alabama, as your number two. As I said, maybe Zach Pascal's the three. You can also put Quez Watkins as the three. Quez Watkins goes deep. He makes plays. And don't forget, we got everybody's favorite bust, Jalen Rager, also in that receiver room. So I think this may be as deep of a wide receiving core as there is in the NFL. So there's absolutely no excuses for Jalen Hurts. When you have the plethora of running backs that they have, you have that offensive line, and now these receivers, very, very impressive for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they, After trading away a couple draft picks, of course, to get A.J. Brown, which if you consider him a draft pick, he was the best pick in the entire 2022 draft class, but they still had the 13th overall pick. And who do they get? Jordan Davis, an absolute animal. If you guys watch the college football playoffs, Jordan Davis was a man amongst boys. He's a defensive tackle out of uh, the University of Georgia, the national champions. Going to be an immediate playmaker for them. They did not have uh, a second-round pick, but in the third round, they selected Cam Jurgens, who is a center. Cam Jurgens on most teams, when you select a guy like Cam Jurgens, he is a plug-and-play guy. He is going to immediately insert as your starter. But, of course, the Eagles were delighted to hear that Jason Kelsey is not retiring. So now Cam Jurgens doesn't have to play right away. He gets to learn and be tutored by one of the best centers in the NFL. So that's a value pick again by Howie Roseman. And at pick number 83, they had N'Kobe Dean, a, a fellow Georgia Bulldog, a teammate of Jordan Davis, slide all the way to them. Guys, I, th- I wanted my Dallas Cowboys to select N'Kobe Dean in the second round. And this guy slides all the way to pick 83, and the Eagles nab him. Oh, it pains me. It pains me. But, but as far as just being a fan of the NFC East, you've got to love this pick for Philly. 
They also got a tight end, uh, Grant Calcaterra. That's going to give them some depth. They still got Dallas Goddard, of course. This is an amazing draft class. Not a very big draft class, but of, of course, you know, when you trade away a couple picks to get a stud like A.J. Brown, it's not going to be very big. But I think just like their, um, excuse me, their free agent class, this is an A draft class. So if you just look at it as a whole, I'm not sure there is a single team in the NFL that looks better right now on paper compared to how they ended the year in 2022 than the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's why they're getting all this praise from the media. So as much as I want to be a hater, I can't do it, guys. This Philadelphia offseason is amazing. I just want to run down their roster as a whole. And just I think that will really bring out why everyone is so high on these guys. QB1, of course, is Jalen Hurts. Going to be a lot of questions around Jalen Hurts this year because it's put up or shut up. As I said, we've got Miles Sanders, we've got Boston Scott, and we've got Kenneth Gainwell. He was a rookie out of Memphis last year. Really nice out of, uh, as far as catching balls out of the backfield. So Jalen's got the, got the nice running back room. We talked about how deep they are at wide receiver. At tight end, Dallas Goddard, I believe he was ranked as a top five or six tight end by Pro Football Focus. I like Dallas Goddard a lot, especially for my fantasy guys out there. And um, as you, you guys are going to hear me quote Pro Football Focus, they're one of my favorite follows on, on Instagram. And these are nerds, just like me, guys, true football nerds. And PFF ranked the Eagles' offensive line as the number one offensive line in football. Can you believe that? And there's reason for it. Uh, left to right, we got left tackle Jordan Mailata, left guard Landon Dickerson, center Jason Kelsey, right tackle Isaac Sayamalu, and right uh, right guard Isaac Sayamalu, excuse me, and right tackle Lane Johnson. So that is nasty. Jalen Hurts is going to have time to run the football if he chooses to. He's going to have a nice pocket to pass the football. And I think that this offense, there is no reason the Eagles should not score 30 points a game, especially going up against some not-so-stout defenses that he's going to see every week in the NFC East. And the Eagles' defense is nothing to uh, tip your cap at either. Defensive end, we got Josh Sweat. Defensive tackle, we're going to have Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, and don't forget, we're also rotating in Jordan Davis, the first-round pick out of Georgia. Um, also a defensive end, we can rotate in who? Brandon Graham, a hero from the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and also Derek Barnett, a guy I talked about earlier, bringing him back into free agent frenzy. Coming off the edge and linebacker, Hassan Reddick, the big free agent. That guy's going to get eight to ten sacks, probably more. Uh, Nicobe Dean, linebacker, as I said, probably the steal of the draft. He's probably going to slide in immediately be a starter for them. And Kaiser White the free agent coming over from the Chargers. As far as the back end, it's it's maybe their weakness, but still, when I name off the corners like Darius Slay and James Bradbury, that's not a weakness. I think their nickel corner is probably going to be Avante Maddox. He's not bad at either. Uh, safeties, I see here they have <clears throat> excuse me, Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps listed as their starters. But then when you look at Jaquarski Tart coming over from San Francisco. And they also have Kayvon Wallace, a third-year player out of Clemson. Those guys could easily juxtapose Marcus Epps as a starter. So I think that's a deep safety room. It's a talented cornerback room. And overall, I don't know what's better on the Eagles. Is it the offense or is it the defense? They're both pretty nasty. 
the one thing I do have to say, though, guys, because, of course, as you know, I, I do love my Dallas Cowboys. And if John and George were here, I certainly do miss y'all. They would talk about the Commanders. And there's a lot of hype around the Giants as well. There's something about the Eagles that, although looking forward, it's very promising. I do sometimes check that rearview mirror. And as a Cowboys fan, I look at last year in September when we played them on Monday Night Football. The Cowboys beat them 41-21. to And this was Jalen Hurts and company. This is Although they improved, a lot of those same guys are still there. The same coaching staff is still there. And then fast forward. We ended the season January 8th, 2022. The Cowboys won 51-26. to Now, folks, I'm not that good at math, but I believe that is a combined score of 92-47. to I think that's pretty dominant. And I know I don't want to be someone, uh, of course, as a Cowboys fan, I have to. I talk about my Super Bowls from the 90s, so I'm going to look back a little bit. Could there be here? A little bit of a daddy factor when I'm talking about Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Last year was Jalen's first year as a starting quarterback, and he was dominated not once but twice by Dak Prescott. He threw a pick six to Trayvon Diggs. He really struggled in these two games against the Cowboys. Now, I don't want to hate on Jalen too much. Back to my fantasy guys. I love Jalen Hurts this year in fantasy football. If you can... Um, maybe you got a top five pick. You get a Derrick Henry, uh, maybe a Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. I, I, I like Najee Harris as well, not to get too off script. Well, if you can get a stud running back, and then or or, you're, or maybe you get a, a Justin Jefferson, a Cooper Cup, and then you're sitting there like, okay, I got my two running backs. I got two receivers. Do I go tight end here or maybe I go Jalen Hurts? Like Jalen Hurts is going to put up some fantasy numbers. This guy's got wheels. Uh, a crazy stat I saw, out of every player in the NFL last year, he had the most runs averaging 20 miles per hour or over. So this boy is moving. So not only uh, is he going to have some elite weapons to throw the ball to, when he does get those RPOs and he decides to push the, put the ball down and run, or he looks around and everything's covered, all of a sudden he's got the highway to hell open in the middle of the field, he's going to run 20 miles an hour, and he's probably going to get you a first down. So I don't want to seem like too much of a hater. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a good year. Not sure if it's going to be a good enough year to win this division as I uh, get here to their schedule. All right. The Eagles have, like most NFC East teams, um, a rather easy schedule. Uh, They're going to open the season, let's see here, against the Detroit Lions. Guys, I have a hot take, okay? Peter King came on the herd, and he said he expects the Detroit Lions to be a 500 team. Now, Peter may not have realized that they added a 17th game, so they can't be 500, but I think the Lions are going to be 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight right there. So when you're going into the Lions, Dan, you're going into Motor City, I think this is a tougher game than people think for week one. I say the Eagles pull it out, but uh, at the end of the day, I think that's a tough matchup. And then week two, we go Monday night football. So we, we, we get an extra day of rest, and they're coming home to Philadelphia, and they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings got a new coach from the Rams. I forget his name. It's escaping me right now. But they're going to be an explosive offense. I got Justin Jefferson um, being the first wide receiver to hit 2,000 yards this year. I think that guy's an absolute animal. Draft him top five in your fantasy team. So right off the bat, we got two tough NFC North opponents. 
week three. We're going to Washington to face some team called the Commanders. I'm not quite sure what that is. I'd rather call them the football team or the Redskins, but you know, it's 2022 and this is what we do. Uh, but in Washington, that's that's not a picnic. When you got Chase Young, you got Deron Payne, you got Montez Sweat, and you got John Allen running down your throat. I don't care how fast you run, Jalen Hurts. That's not going to be an easy victory. Week four might be a little bit easier as we come back home to Philadelphia and we face the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do expect a lot of improvement now that Urban Meyer is not going to be fingering co-eds and we have a head coach who actually has um, his head in the game. And don't forget, this is a revenge game because who's the Jaguars' new head coach? It's Doug Peterson, guys, who won you Eagles fans a Super Bowl. So you put some respect on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do think that Trevor Lawrence takes a huge step up in week, uh, in excuse me, year two. But I think the Eagles can can get that victory at home. Week five, they travel to Arizona. We're going out to the desert, and they're have to, they're going to have to make their way. Um, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's probably going to have the roads paved with hundred dollar bills. For God's sake, the guy just got like two hundred thirty million dollars. But after you move all of the money out of the road, you still have to catch that little guy, man. He runs around like an angry midget, and he's he's lethal. I love Kyler. Um, another guy I'd like to have on my fantasy team. He's gonna, certainly going to go earlier in your drafts than Jalen Hurts, but he's nasty. Doesn't matter if DeAndre Hopkins is suspended or not. Look for uh, Kyler Murray to have another elite year in the NFL. In week six, uh-oh, Sunday night football. The Eagles are hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Cannot wait. This will be October 16th, okay? Sunday night football, prime time in Philadelphia. And I think this right here, I'll say the Eagles are going to be, we'll say one, two, three, at least four and two at this point. And this is the biggest game on your schedule this early in the year. You have to prove, Eagles fans, that you're better than the Cowboys. I know, I know. Uh, we lost a bunch of players, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about my Cowboys here in a couple weeks when, when we do their team preview. But you got smoked twice by us last year. You got housed. You got embarrassed. This is the Dak Daddy who is on your back. You need to beat the Cowboys. If you cannot beat the Cowboys, you cannot win this division. So this is a huge game, week six here for the Eagles. Week seven, bye week, perfect bye week at the right time. But week eight, we're coming out, and we got a Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania clash. Uh, you're, you're traveling, uh, excuse me, no, you're hosting Pittsburgh, okay. And Pittsburgh, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be at this time. I think Mitchell Trubisky will most likely be the starter, but who knows if he struggles, uh, our boy Kenny Pickett out of, Pitt, uh, out of the Pitt Panthers could be behind under center for this game. The Steelers are going to be a physical football team. I love Najee Harris. I think he's going to be one of the better running backs in the league this year. So buckle up them chin straps. Of course, we got uh, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. We talked about that that uh, elite defensive line that they have. Uh, but it's going to be tested. It certainly is going to be tested against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week 9, Thursday night football. So you're, you're on short rest here, Eagles. You're traveling to Houston to play the Texans. Now I know most of you are probably giggling because you don't think the Texans are going to be a tough matchup, but I really enjoy Davis Mills. Greg Cosell said it himself. Greg Cosell, who I consider perhaps the most brilliant mind in all the football, said, Davis Mills, if you look at the tape last year and you consider how bad that Texans roster is, this kid played very, very well. He had better numbers than Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in the league. So I think the Texans are going to surprise some people. 
but I do not think that they are going to beat the Eagles on Thursday Night Football. Don't forget, guys, side note here on Thursday Night Football, Amazon Prime only. So if you guys don't got Amazon Prime, you cannot watch Thursday Night Football. I, for one, am very upset. I'll be traveling to my girlfriend's house every Thursday night just so I can watch Thursday Night Football. But don't forget, it's not going to be on NFL Network. It's not going to be on Fox. So unless um, you're giving Jeff Bezos your bucks, you're not going to be able to see the Thursday Night Games. Week 10, we're back in prime time, baby, for an NFC East clash against the Washington Commanders. Uh, this will be November 14th at 8.15 Pacific time. I think, I don't know if I'll say the Commanders are going to beat the Eagles in the first game or this game, but I think the Commanders are going to be improved, and I think Carson Wentz certainly has a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to want to get some revenge against the Eagles. So I think the Commanders and the Eagles are going to split this year. Excuse me, week 11, traveling to Indianapolis. Another team Carson once played for. He's really made his way around this league the past three years. But the Colts quarterback now, as you all know, is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, a former MVP in this league, uh, you know, took his team to the Super Bowl, had them a Tom Brady miracle away from winning it. But, I mean, when you look at the Colts, and they got Quentin Nelson in that offensive line. You've got Jonathan Taylor, who led the NFL in rushing. Um, they've had decent weapons when you when you look at the uh, the Pittmans of the world. They're not a slouch team, and I love that defense. Uh, Darius Leonard, apparently he wants to be called Shaquille now. I don't care what he wants to be called. Uh, we'll just call him Leonard, the linebacker. Guy's a monster. They have some nice pieces in the secondary as well. The Colts are no joke. Big fan of Frank Reich and that organization. That's not an easy game. Week 12 doesn't lighten up at all because you're playing the Green Bay Packers. You do get them at home. But you don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a chip on his shoulder this year? He's got Devontae Adams talking about, I went from a Hall of Fame quarterback to a Hall of Fame quarterback. No disrespect to Derek Carr, who I know George loves to make fun of. I, I'm a Derek Carr defender till the end of the day. But if Derek Carr's a Hall of Fame quarterback, I'm a Hall of Fame podcaster. And uh, you know, let's just be honest with ourselves here. Week 13. We are at home, Philly. Again, this is a nice little homestand. After you travel to Indy, you get Green Bay and Tennessee at home, which is clutch. You get the Titans at home. King Henry is back, baby. Derrick Henry um, deal, was dealing with a broken foot last year. Before that, um, he was leading the NFL in rushing. I think he had such a monstrous league lead Excuse me, that even like two or three weeks after he broke his foot, he was still leading the league in rushing. I expect Derrick Henry to return to the upper echelons of running backs in this league. Uh, this is going to be a tough physical matchup. I think the Eagles have the defense to match up against the Titans. And don't forget, this is also an A.J. Brown revenge game. The Titans used, the, um, what the when the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown, the Titans drafted wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. I expect Traylon Burks to have a very nice year for the Titans, so watch out for him. That's a good weapon. And they also have Robert, Wood, Robert Woods, who came over from the Super Bowl champion Rams. So the Titans are not going to be a slouch, so that's another tough game. December 11th, we are now into week 14. And this is the first time that I see the New York football Giants in the schedule. So you guys uh, get to avoid the Giants for a while. <clears throat> Not that they're going to be anything to be scared of if I'm an Eagles fan. But we are traveling to, I guess, technically New Jersey, to the Meadowlands to play the Giants. I'm very interested to see where the Giants are going to be here in week 14. You know, we're in December now. We had the Giants team preview uh, last month. And I think George, John, and myself 
all were pretty kind to the Giants. I love Coach Brian Dable. I think he's going to bring a lot of that Buffalo Bills magic over to the Giants. We'll see if Saquon Barkley can have a bounce back year. They've got some decent weapons. They drafted Wondell Robinson out of Kentucky. I like him. Don't forget, we still got Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay. So there's some pieces there. The Giants certainly upgraded their offensive line, but I still think the Eagles are a better team. So I think you get the, the victory right here. Week 15, we stay on the road, and you're traveling to Dub Bears. You're going to Chi Town to face the Monsters of the Midway. I think this is certainly a rebuilding year for the Chicago Bears. We've got a first year coach there. Justin Fields looked hmm, average at best uh, once he was named the starter, but I feel bad for the kid. He was not giving any, any, any support. He does have a huge arm, and he's very fast as well. Consider his athleticism. I could compare that to Jalen Hurst. I'm sure he has a lot of 20 mile per hour, 20 miles per hour plus runs as well. So I think the Eagles here give the Bears a nice ass whipping in this windy city here. Christmas Eve, ho, 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 a present for all NFC East fans. The Eagles are traveling to Dallas to face my Cowboys. As I said, you got to get the monkey off your back, Eagles, if you want to beat the Cowboys, and if, if you are going to win this division, you have to beat the Cowboys. Now, I'm not going to be disrespectful and pretend we're going to beat y'all, you know, by the combined score. What did I say earlier? 92 to 47. I, I, I said it just again to, to put a little salt in the wound. We're not going to beat you guys that bad twice. I expect a split, a straight split this year. So if, if we beat you the first time, you're going to return the favor. If I had to guess, though, I think that each team wins at home. So I think Santa is going to deliver the city of brother of love, brotherly love, a big fat L on Christmas Eve. I like the Cowboys in that one. Week 17, you guys are at home to face the New Orleans Saints. Guys, the Saints, as much as I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, is it going to be Jameis Winston? Is it going to be the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton? I'm not sure, but I know that defense is going to be ready to play. And I know Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are going to run the football. You guys have a stout defense, so you can maybe contain that running game. But don't forget, Michael Thomas is also back. The Saints team is very interesting to me. I do not think they're going to win the division, but I think everyone is kind of, um, as far as my Bucks fans out there, just expecting the Bucks to roll to a third consecutive NFC South title with Tom Brady and company. I think the Saints have the Bucks numbers, and I think that come, you know, we're, this is now January 1st, New Year's Day, when the, when the Saints will play the Eagles, I think the Saints will be in the hunt for the NFC South. I still got Tampa Tom, of course, to win the division, but I do think that the Saints are going to be a contender this year, so keep your eye on them. Week 18, you were ending the year. As I said, you only played the Giants once so far, so of course, you're going to play the Giants on week 18. This will be January 8th. Um, it could, who knows? They could flex this to a Monday night game. It could be January 9th, but this will be in 2023. And the time is to be determined because, of course, the NFL loves to flex schedule. Who knows? Maybe um, the Giants and the Eagles will be on Sunday Night Football and somebody will play reindeer games with the quarterback, kind of like Doug Peterson a couple years ago. And the Giants are going to bench Daniel Jones and put in whoever the hell their backup is. I don't know. Is it Colt McCoy? Maybe the Eagles will put in my boy Gardner Minshew and Mustache Mania. I'm not quite sure. This division is honestly pretty silly when I think about it as a whole. But I do think it's competitive this year. And as I look at this 18-game schedule, I think the Eagles are going to be a playoff team. I don't think there's any doubt the Eagles get into the playoffs. 
Do they win the division, though? That is the question, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not ready to say that yet. Perhaps I will give you guys that answer on the Dallas Cowboys team preview that we will record here very soon. I hope George and John are back for that one. I think the Eagles, though, are an 11-win team. I'll say the Eagles go 11-6 and six this year, which will certainly get them into the playoffs. It may give them hosting a first-round game. I don't think any team in the NFC East, doesn't matter if it's the Cowboys, Commanders, Giants, or Eagles, I don't think any team is going to have a good enough record to get that coveted number one seed and get a first-round bye. But I do think that there will be two teams from the NFC East that get to the playoffs. I think one of them is the Eagles. I, of course, want to say the Cowboys are going to be the other one, but we're going to take a step back. We lost a lot of key pieces. And I think the Giants and the Commanders, as we talked about in our previous two team previews, are going to be in the hunt. I don't think there's a bad team in this division, guys. Most of you are probably going to say the Giants are the worst team, but I think they're vastly improved. I like the Giants O-line. I like their weapons. And when you got guys like Dexter Lawrence, um, Leonard Big Cat Williams on the defense, um, I think, and um, who's my boy? Uh, Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator for the Giants. I think they're going to be a tough out. So I don't think there's a team in this division that wins less than six games, but I don't think there's a team in this division that wins more than 11. So I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are really going to battle. What's that? Um, December 24th, that Christmas Eve game could decide this division, but who knows? Maybe Dak Prescott breaks his other leg and the Cowboys, you know, are a dud. And all of a sudden, this January 9th game against the New York Giants decides the division. Maybe Daniel Jones takes a huge leap forward, and he's the new Josh Allen. I'm getting kind of crazy. I've been talking to myself for the past half hour. I appreciate all you guys for listening. I love doing these team previews because not only do I get to educate you, the fans, a little bit, I get to educate myself. And I think when I go through this free agent class, this draft, the roster as a whole, and the depth on the I don't know. Pro Football Focus says they got the best offensive line in the league. Do they not have the best defensive line? Jesus Christ, there's a lot of pieces to rotate in there. But I think this Eagles team is going to win double-digit games. I think they return to the playoffs. I like the coaching staff, but I like all of you guys listening more. I love you all. I appreciate you guys supporting the podcast. We got one more team preview to go. That will be the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to get that one out here before the end of the month. So expect that Cowboys preview sometime in August. And of course, the first week of December, excuse me, the first uh, week of, yes, September, we've got football is back, baby. As I'm talking right now, the Hall of Fame game is 48 hours away. I'm so excited, guys. Football is back. But thank you all for listening. We got weekly episodes coming back. September 11th is kickoff. I think the Rams and and the Bills kick off the season on September 9th. I love it. I love you all. NFC East. Feast!